Welcome back, folks. Whether you're listening in public or in secrecy, because this is, in fact, the nation's only conservative baseball podcast. Uh, So you might be listening in secrecy, and that's okay. Hopefully you'll come out sometime soon. I'm praying for you. Uh, Just know that many others are out there, and being conservative isn't what it used to mean, all right? Look at Dave Portnoy. Anyways, uh, welcome back. It's Baseballology. I'm your host, Josh Brown. Uh, it's, it's Wednesday. It's hump day. We're almost through the end of the week, kind of. Well, we're in the middle, hence hump day. And uh, I'm excited. The weather's great, 82 degrees. Mm, not a lot of clouds in the sky. Low humidity, oddly enough, here in Rockmart, Georgia, the liberal capital of the world. And I'm excited to bring you another episode of, of Baseballology. Thanks for the reviews. I really do appreciate it. Many of you have left some really cool reviews on Apple Podcasts. That helps the podcast. That does. It gets us ranked higher and we show up in recommendations. So if your lost Democrat friend is listening to Effectively Wild, or as I like to call it, Effectively Mild, uh, my little face pops up that, that my buddy David Tate uh, made. He made the logo for Baseballology. It pops up, and, and then they click on it, and they're like, oh, this is about baseball. And then they get red-pilled. And that's how we went over the next generation, folks, is what we're doing here, okay? So welcome back. Baseballology, let's get after it. There's a lot to talk about, all right? Let's go. And we're back. Uh, listen, the last 24 to 48 hours have been a bevy of just delicious testosterone-driven baseball drama. It's been great. It's been, it's been off the chain. We're so starved, at, le- at least for me, okay? I'm so starved for, like, action, for, for uh, just drama, for grown men just getting mad and competing and stuff on TV that, like, last night for me was, was amazing. Uh, if you don't know, last night, the, the sticky stuff Policing has started to ensue. The, the umpires are beginning to check the pitchers, and different umpires are checking them differently at different times. Remember, one of the beautiful things about baseball, uh, these guys are human. So there's personalities involved, there's egos involved, okay? There's history involved. Uh, different umpires, uh, they're not supposed to, but again, we're human. And, and it's a beautiful mess, but some umpires like pitchers more than others. Some umpires can't stand different pitchers, and, it, and it's kind of, honestly, it's kind of fun. Um, sometimes an umpire might treat a pitcher a little differently, might give them a little bit of a bigger strike zone, because they've been easier and better to work with, right? So anyway, so what we're seeing is some different umpires uh, checking the pictures for the sticky substances, and it is it it's it's kind of a crap show, honestly. Uh, it's it's both a little bit ridiculous, but also a lot of fun because what it's done is it has made pictures care again. And so last night, Max Scherzer gets mad because they're checking him for the sticky stuff, and he pulls his pants down on live TV, 
uh, in an effort, I guess, to prove that he's got nothing to, to hide um, except for what God gave him. And and it was beautiful. It was great. And then and then he leaves the game, and they check him again. They check his glove, and he and he stares down Joe Girardi, and Joe Girardi uh, gets triggered, and he's hollering stuff. And it was it was beautiful. And then you had a lot of people last night and this morning, uh, both fans and like baseball media, kind of sharing these videos and saying this is terrible. Welcome to Rob Manfred's MLB, and and me and my buddy uh, Ken Hendricks, who I'm going to have on in a few minutes, uh, are like, this is this is actually kind of fun to watch. <laughs> and so, so I've been I've been tweeting about, oh my gosh, did Rob Manfred just reintroduce testosterone to baseball? This is beautiful. Well, I mean, he kind of did, but but like he didn't mean to, I guess. But. Uh, I'm dying on that hill. I don't care. It's fun. I, give me more drama. You know what I mean? If you're going to give me a a pitch count regulated like baseball game where, you know, rookies can no longer be hazed, uh, you can't slide high into the second baseman anymore, you can't take out the catcher, you know, then give, give me some managerial ejections, baby. You know what I'm talking about? Give me some grown men get, getting personally offended that you would check them for sticky substances. <laughs> I don't know like where this is going to go. You know, I don't know if it's going to be end up being like to me like ultra annoying if they're going to check pitchers every 2 seconds, which I could see being a problem. But, but for now, at least like last night, like I kind of I kind of enjoyed it. It's kind of fun. Uh, and I wanted to have on Ken Hendricks to talk about that, but also talk about what he thinks that Rob Manfred's doing. Um, it's, it's almost like a puppet, like an evil puppet, just playing his puppets, just, uh, just, just watching them dance. And I don't know if, if myself and Ken are giving Rob Manfred too much credit, but I don't, I don't know. I don't think we are. Like, like, if you just look up his Wikipedia page, he went to Cornell and Harvard. And like... Tony Clark went to high school. I'm just saying, it's billionaires against millionaires, baby. Welcome, my first baseballology guest, uh, one of my best friends, uh, former Nakamination co-host, founder, founder of Nakamination. He's the reason I'm doing this, honestly. Blame him. It's not my fault. Uh, prestigious cattle farmer, Georgia native, great dad, great father, uh, terrible taste in country music. Um, and, and vintage trucks, but other than that, decent guy, Ken Hendricks. Here we go. Oh, one more thing. I should tell you, too, that uh, at, in the middle of the call, uh, it got dropped off, and so and so uh, I apologize about that. You'll, you'll notice it, and then I don't really edit it, because why would I do that? I just call him back, and we continue the conversation with Ken Hendricks. Ken Hendricks. What's up, buddy? Hey, uh, welcome to Baseballogy. Um, you're my first guest. Oh, really? Wow. I feel so, so special to have made it onto a podcast with you. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, how you been? What are you, are, you, uh, are you farming today? I am, yep. I'm sitting wow. here waiting on a big sprayer tank to fill back up so I can rinse it out and then fill it back up with a different kind of wheat. That is so hot. That's incredible. 
Yeah. I I am uh, I'm wearing some uh, Ralph Lauren dress pants and a button down, and uh, I've sent some emails out today. Uh, Going to go visit some clients and some air conditioning and and yeah. So and you're farming, but. Hey, I wanted to get your kind of like unprepared, just, just all, all the Ken, Ken Hendricks wisdom and hot takes. Oh God. Kind of okay. a, a, about what's, what's going on. Cause, cause, cause you and me have a little bit of a different perspective and you kind of opened my eyes a little bit about, about Rob Manfred. I've we've always made fun of Rob Manfred, you know? Um, but it's almost like he, he's, he's, he's kind of smart. Like he went to Cornell and Harvard, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and then last night, you know, we were texting back and forth in the group chat uh, with Donahue and John D. Howard and JT um, about all this, the, the Scherzer videos and like, yeah. you know, pulling down his pants, all this stuff. And, and but then you look at Twitter and everybody's mad. Everybody's like, this is the worst. Rob Manford is so stupid. And me and you were like, this is kind of awesome. Yeah. Yeah. What well, are your thoughts? Well, can you imagine this happening in the 80s? Like. George Brett, 2.0, you know, like like you even mentioned to a pitcher that he's cheating and he's like charging the umpire or the manager to full on like throw blows, you know. And uh, yeah, instead, here we are. I mean, like MLB would have never even thought about a policy like this in the 80s. But MLB didn't have a CBA negotiation come. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, I think it's all completely strategic. I think mm-hmm. it's sad that you have to artificially generate testosterone like this in a game like baseball. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, the responses are fun. But at the same time, I do think the rule's stupid. So, Yeah. I watched uh, Trevor Bauer's vlog yesterday, and he basically, he basically <laughs> showed you what you can do with a combination of spit and rosin. Uh-huh. Right. And so basically you can you can make it sticky. And so so his point was, how are they going to police this? I just made this baseball in my hand sticky using totally legal things like my sweat and rosin. So how can you know what I mean? Like, how can you one umpire might throw me out of the game and one umpire might not. Right. Right. Yeah. It's it's kind of crazy. I mean, I, I as far as the rule itself, it's very. Uh, gray, the way that they've passed out the rule to the umpires, like the actual writing of it is very unclear. And how do you keep managers from using it just to needle an opposing pitcher like Girardi did with Scherzer last night? So, you know, I, I don't know. I think it's a really dumb rule, but I still think Manfred's a genius for implementing it. <laughs> yeah, I think that's my take. My take's like, yeah, it's kind of dumb. Um He's an evil genius, but I but I respect him because he's, he's, he's so Man. terrible. Now, what's and funny I, is I don't think in any way Manfred was trying to bring testosterone back to the game. He's not a yeah, genius in that regard. Yeah, I, 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 you're right. You're right. It's not like he thought, like, I'm going to re Yeah, you're right. But but he did, like, kind of by accident. Yeah. I, I think the evil genius part is that he's setting up piece by piece by piece by piece to add – Tony Clark in the CBA negotiations <laughs> before it's all said and done. Like I looked it up. Like Tony Clark has um, a high school diploma. Uh, oh, yeah. Rob Rob Manfred has a degree from Cornell and Harvard. Yeah. And yeah. and and you we talked we talked a couple weeks ago, um, and 
like you blew my mind because you because you brought up the fact that what he's doing is he's basically he's basically going to force Tony Clark to beg for things that they already had of right. which Rob Manfred doesn't really give two craps about. And so and so then he's gonna be like, Well, well, here's what I want. Yeah, I mean he, he's he's a master politician is what it comes down to. He should run for office and probably will when he's done being in an MLB. But I mean basically what he's done in the last what three years is he's highlighted all the problems with the draft, right? He's going after people like Copy for international signing problems. All that's always been in existence, right? There's never been a problem with any of that. Now he cracks down on it. Um, he creates the three batter minimum rule. He cr- puts the runner on second in extra innings, which every, every baseball player that's ever played in the game hates, right? Um, right. He cracks down on sticky substances. Uh, he shortens a little bit. He, he shortens by two weeks to give them a teaser of what it could be like. He uh, he get he was able to manipulate them into taking a half season last year. And by taking the half season, they get to experience what it's like to have less games. Uh, he gives them a DH in the NL and then takes right? So Whoa. all of these things, he can now literally turn around and just say, hey, um, MLB players, do you want to not have runners on second? Do you want to have a DH in the NL? Do you want to have a short? Do you want to uh, not have a three batter minimum? Uh, do you want to basically go back to playing baseball the way you played it for four years ago? And he can <laughs> then make them negotiate back things to get back the game that they already had so they can give up things like salary caps or um, that they can give up things like uh, long-term contract limits or uh, even guaranteed contracts may be going away. I mean, there's so many things that could, that he could just totally manipulate them out of, and to get yeah. and all he has to do is give them back the things they already had. So I thought about the salary cap thing, okay, and uh, and, and I'm actually kind of for it. I think the more I think about it, the the more I kind of like how the NFL does that. I think maybe I'm not as schooled as I want to be on it, but I I, I could. I kind of like the idea of a salary cap, um, but but here's the thing: the culture, the media culture of baseball, right, is so pro player. It's so it's so pro player that when a guy like Brian Snitker comes out and says you can't make stupid plays like that and expect to win, like baseball media just melts. It melts because it's so it's like. How, how could you go against a player in that fashion? You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, yeah. and so, and, and, and the, you know, I mean, we've seen through the years, every off season, free agency, you know, the Scott Boris guys, you, you see guys like Passan and like all, you know, all like Keith law and all these names like coming out against the owners and, you know, these play, these players are being cheated and Ronald Acuna's, you know, severely underpaid so so how do you uh work out a salary cap in that kind of atmosphere well i think the thing to realize is that all your writers that are so pro player they're actually exactly like the owners and that is that they realize that the player makes all the money and if they can get a piece of that money by writing about said player and getting that 
and brought to them because of the player. I mean, nobody – look, nobody that's a Braves fan watches the Braves for Brian Snicker or Alex Gonzalez. You know, they're watching for Ronald Acuna and Ozzie Hansby Swanson and those people. So, but people that write about Alex and Doppelos don't get people to read their stories. But people that write about Ronald Acuna do. So, of course, they're going to take Acuna's side because taking him more, they get more, to write more stories about him. It's a simple, the way the system's wired is it automatically gears them towards players. But what's really hilarious is the players the same way the owners are to make their own money. But, yeah. I guess we all do that in our own regard, but yeah, I mean it, it's uh, it's kind of messed up. But I have no sympathy for players. You still there? Uh, hey, cutie. Sorry, I, I, I lost you there. Um, not sure what happened, but uh, uh, a few more minutes. I know, I know you're busy, Ken. I know you're farming. You're, you're, you're doing like real man stuff, and I'm just I'm doing nothing important. I'll be honest with you. Um, but I wanted I kind of wanted to get your your take uh, kind of in this just just on. And again, maybe it's it, it was just one night, and so maybe it's not going to permeate, you know, through. <laughs> through our, our masculine baseball culture. But wasn't it refreshing last night to see, like, grown men, especially pitchers, just get pissed off and full of emotion and rage? Josh, are you telling me that you like seeing men get really angry and take their pants off? Is that what you're really trying to say? Uh, you know, like, I, I mean, you know, it's – yeah, yeah. You, you, when you put it like that, I guess I do. <laughs> love is love, right? <laughs> For pride. Hashtag love is love. Yes, man, um, I miss I missed a joke opportunity about that. Now that no, you said. no, I mean like, well, like, I don't think you missed it. You went with Sergio Homo. That was close enough. So it, yeah, we got some DMs about that. Sorry about that. By the way, uh, it worked out. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, so I think we're very starved for reality in our yes. today. Mm. Like, we have reality TV shows that are anything but real, right? Like, they're not even remotely real. So, anytime you see somebody um, have some authentic- authenticity to themselves, like Scherzer getting pissed, and even Girardi, like, coming out and saying, hey, throw, let's throw hands, you know? Like, yeah. I don't care which side you like. Um, everybody loves a good heel, too, you know? It's like, even... We're so starved for it that people watch wrestling every week, knowing it's fake, and love the storylines. Man, that is a good point. I mean, you've talked about it before on our on our old uh, Nakamonation podcast. Uh, you know about the Bryce Harper uh, yeah. effect. You know, like how he's such a wonderful heel, and uh, and how there's beauty in Braves fans hating Bryce Harper. Absolutely, yeah. It, it's 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 just like. And people don't get it a lot of times that are casual consumers because not culmination, we had a bit of a brand as especially you as being a heel and we called out some other podcast or some other person or poked fun at them. And the whole fun, the whole thing was it wasn't that you actually disliked most of those people. There might've been a few, but most of it, 
was <laughs> you playing the role of heel and being authentic and saying you people are crazy about something that doesn't even matter, you know? Um, and in the same way, like, I think, I think seeing any kind of real emotion, you know, you shared a video. Um, I think I, I, maybe I did. I don't even remember. We saw, we found a video last night of Tony, Tommy Lasorda, cousin out of picture. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because he sucked and he beautiful the game and he argued with him. And it's like every other word's a cuss word and all this kind of stuff. And, and you know, like there's a part of me that no, I don't want my kids exposed to that level of quote authenticity all the time. You know, I don't want my kids hearing Tommy Lasorda or anybody else cuss every other breath talking to a pitcher while watching a game. But that being said, there's a part of that that's like, man, that's really refreshing to see behind the scenes that this controlled pretty little image that baseball's kept for so many years isn't reality. So when we get to see reality, it's kind of a big deal. I mean, I guess we're all that way is we're all pretty good at keeping up our facade. So when, Mm -hmm. when we take down the facade and there's something kind of real to it, Mm -hmm. uh, maybe something makes us angry or happy or anywhere in between but we get like a real response out of it. it it's so mm-hmm. refreshing that people can actually either enjoy it or like get really angry about it, but at least they have a real response to it rather than just, Hey, y'all watch this, you know, just something so passively consuming it like social media. Yes. Yes. It's, it's beautifully said, man. Uh, we're just, we're starved for, uh, you know, I, I probably dumb it down too much and overgeneralize it too much for my brand on the Twitters, you know, how we're, we're star for testosterone, but it's, it's really more than that. It's a lot more than that. You know, we're, we're star for like adventure and, and, and reality, kind of like you said, you know, and, uh, you know, and maybe even truth in some regard, you know? Sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think it, it comes down to, is there any story that we live that's actually our story? And so if we see somebody that's actually living their story in a very authentic way, it's inspiring to us. So seeing Max Scherzer not or it's threatening to us. Yeah, for for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Can be that, too, because we're not. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. and it makes us very aware of the fact we're not. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or we can passively consume it and totally miss what's going on and just be reactionary to it as well, you know. And that's what I think most people do is like mm. they just keep living their own passive lives. And they're like, oh, look, something new. Ha, I'm going to be mad about this today. And 30 minutes later, they don't remember what they were mad about because so, it wasn't really authentic anger. Yes. And they don't really believe in anything at the end of the day. Yeah. 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 They're basically uh, agnostics, you know, and not just in a God sense, but like in a life sense of mm. I don't believe in anything, you know. Yeah. There's nothing. There's nothing real. I'm just surviving. And I'm, and even if I do believe in it, I believe in it momentarily. And then I forget that it's, I believe in it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, and, and I'll let you go, but it's like the all-star game debacle, right? Like, like, you know, it, it was, if you looked at that bill and all that stuff and, and it, just, it made no sense and you, you move, even if the bill was racist, which it wasn't, even even so, moving it from Atlanta is silly because Atlanta didn't have anything to do with the, the bill, and the sports team did it. You know what I mean? So you're pun- so, and then and then and so everybody gets mad. They all react to it immediately, uh, as you kind of just um, pointed out. And, and then three months later, like Stacey Abrams is is for voter ID. So th- so then you want to be like you want to approach all your Democrat friends if you have any, and you want to say like, do you feel silly like? 
but but they don't. It's like they just they they moved on and they and they're and they're just they're agnostics. They didn't really believe in it to begin with, so you can't really hold their feet to the fire about it. It's weird. Yeah, it, but the problem and the and the challenge I have, Josh, and I'll leave you with this because and let you reflect upon it is. I don't think we're that different from them. Ah. What is it that you don't really believe? Mm. What is it that you just kind of accept the way it was handed to you? You know what I'm saying? I think Mm -hmm. that's what most of us do. We just accept things the way they're handed to us. Whoa. Whoa. All right, folks. Well, that's Ken Hendricks. Uh, Ken, what's your Twitter handle again? It's at Ken DH. At Ken DH. That's it. At Ken DH because he loves Disney Hitter. Uh, At Ken DH on Twitter. One of my best friends in the world. I can't wait to hang out in uh, like, what, three weeks, I guess, man? Yeah. Yeah, dude. Can't wait to see you guys. Uh, Have a good one. Uh, Have fun farming today. All right. Later, dude. All right, bye. bye.